0: Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about in order to broaden perspectives. Woo! It's been a break. I took a break. I lost my mind for a second, and it was fine because I didn't need to find it. But I did find Serena Gay, And actually, I met her because I was emceeing this event for the Down Syndrome Association, and she just... Happened to do an amazing job at singing the National Anthem. Which we're going to talk about. Sabrina is the lead singer for Culture Jam. And you know what? We're going to have a party today. Because it ain't no party unless you have a Culture Jam party. (laughs) And joining us today as a guest co-host is arthur arthur is the owner of the youtube channel a rowdy texan abroad and i brought arthur on because since he is since he is an aggie fan he needs some culture in his life so (laughs) here we got some culture Jim. well thanks Uh, for
1: having me george i
0: appreciate it my problem (laughs) thanks for joining i'm clearly very rusty it's been a while so let's sit back buckle up let's start the show Let's go Too Hard, Too Fast. Boom. Boom.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back.
0: Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast.
1: Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast.
0: Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast.
2: Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. I am Sabrina from Culture Jam.
0: Woo! Culture Jam! Get you some!
1: Every Thursday, Saturday. (laughs) Every Thursday, Saturday.
0: The podcast of the century. All right, Sabrina, first question. Right off the bat, what are you drinking?
2: So I have my famous hotty toddy, which I like to drink before a gig. And I also like to drink this time of year when I'm having some issues with my vocals. Um, it's something I've been drinking since I was a little kid. And what makes it very interesting, I'm mixing it up right now. and putting some honey. It's a uh, ginseng tea. It's got some honey, some lemon, and then my favorite, some jimbeam.
1: There it is. <laughs> That's
2: what gives it the honey part. Yeah. You
0: you you've been having that since you were a kid with the yes. Jimmy Beamie. Yes,
2: my grandmother. <laughs> this was her secret recipe. Um, when I was feeling sick, I go to her. I'd be like, well, I'm I not feeling good." She makes some of this up. She's like, "Drink this, Reno," because she used to call me Reno. I drink some of this up, and woo! I was ready to go.
1: I think that was every grandparent back in the back in the day. Because my grandparents didn't even drink, but if you were sick, it was something like that. So
2: it was
0: acceptable. It was. Yeah,
2: I know. I. Here's some whiskey, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's why we grew up with issues. Right now, that's now. I see and the that's source of too my hard to fast started. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what does it taste like when you combined it all together?
2: Like heaven? I mean <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how much whiskey you put in. Let's see. I put almost most of the bottle in there. Now one, it helps calm my nerves before I go on stage, but I mean, it actually does taste pretty good. I mean, if you're a whiskey drinker, sometimes, you know, whatever bourbon whiskey, whatever you use, um, it, it just, it tastes awesome. And with the lemon and the honey, I mean, it makes it taste sweet. Um, and if you like like herbal teas, I mean, you can use pretty much any tea. I mean, it just, it's going to lubricate those vocal cords. And I mean, anybody who's suffering with allergies or if you're sick or whatever, I mean, it's, it it tastes and it feels so awesome. It just, it soothes everything. So I have a couple of bandmates that now they're using this, you know, before the shows and it makes a difference.
0: As we like to say, using and abusing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) No, but so let's say, I know it brings a lot of good memories to you. So, Usually when we introduce the drink, we would like to do a review on it. Uh, so given the fact that um, obviously you know that it's going to taste good, it's uh, for good use as well with your vocals. Um, we do a 1.0 to 2 using decimals. What would you rate this based on the taste only? Not, not the good memories, not the good use, just the taste. <laughs>
2: Um. Let's
1: see. Hold on. <laughs> just to just to make sure that you get a good, accurate scale.
2: <laughs> okay. So one being, and then like,
0: what's the two. highest? Two. So 1.0, you can use decimals, as many as you want or need, uh, up to two, because uh, too hard, too fast. Where's my two? <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: it's like a
0: 1.5. All right, oh, 1.5. That's not bad. That's a good. Uh, that's a good rating. Um, that would make me interested in trying it if I wasn't already. So I'm gonna have to try to mix myself a mix, and I'm gonna me use the whole too, bottle
1: for sure. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know about these little bottle things. I
0: yeah, the whole. I'm gonna <laughs> use the whole handle.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can go by the jug. Like Arthur, what are you drinking? Arthur, bottles. I am drinking the go-to for a Saturday game day. Just keeping it. I don't know where my camera's at. There it is. Um, Keeping it simple. I like to, you know, I I know what the Bud Light's going to do, and, you know, trying to wear. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it's it's staying hydrated, right?
0: So, Bud Light, this is the first for Bud Light. We have not, I think we've done Bud Light seltzers, but never just the regular Bud Light. Uh, So, I got to tell
1: I got to tell this story. So last weekend, I went down. I was in San Antonio watching the the Cowboys get destroyed, and um, my sister has started drinking the Bud Light seltzers. She had a it was like a, it was Bud Light seltzer flannel pack, mm. and it had like some weird flavors in it, like pumpkin and apple apple crisp, and I, they were good. They were good. They're I try. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta admit it, they were good.
0: They're the ones with the commercial where you pop it and like the wall explodes or something?
1: No, those are the tie dye ones, which uh, they're calling them throwback, which I mean, seltzers have been around for what, <laughs> like a year? Yeah. <laughs> it's like throw, just throw some leftover colors we had for other cans on there and call it a throwback.
0: All right, so 1.0 to 2, Arthur, what would you rate a Bud Light? This is the first. If <laughs> always say, oh. You always rate the expensive beers. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a one. It, it, it tastes
1: horrible, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you know you what you're it. getting. That's right. You know what you're getting. It's,
0: <laughs> you get an 18 pack for like $17. So. <laughs> All right. Sabrina, so since I knew you were mixing something up. I decided to try to mix something up too, but uh, so we've had both of these liquors on this podcast before the howler head banana whiskey, Mm. which I've liked very much because it tastes like bananas, but it doesn't give you like that sugary, like taste like where, you know, it's just artificial fakeness. And then uh, it's like
1: real bananas, not Laffy Taffy banana.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's still 40%, so it doesn't cut any of the liquor down. And I'm going to mix it with this screwball uh, peanut butter whiskey. Yum! I've had had this before, and it's also very good, and it does taste like peanut butter, unlike that artificial others that say, like, uh, you know, just tastes like, I don't know, salt.
1: George, you've got to get the peanut butter whiskey with grape juice. Grape juice. I, yeah, that terrified me. My cousin gave it to me a few weeks ago. He's like, "No, you've got to try it. It tastes like a peanut butter
0: jelly sandwich."
2: Ew.
0: <laughs> peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay, I could see that. I was, I was, yeah, I couldn't. I wasn't. Well, the idea with this is the Elvis peanut butter sandwich. Uh, peanut butter. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I'm making a mess over here. <laughs> Hopefully that's what this tastes like. I can't remember what I gave them separately, but together, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ba- <laughs> the banana the banana flavor hits, and then the peanut butter just randomly sneaks up, and I. <laughs> It's, it's different.
1: But he's going back for round two. Let's see.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be hard. <laughs> the whole podcast, that's going to be a difficult podcast. I'm going to go with a 1.38. 1.38 with the next year. Ooh, separate. They like get really high better. scores. Together, not a good idea.
1: It looked like it was getting better, though, because your second reaction wasn't nearly as violent <laughs> yeah. as the yeah. first one.
0: <laughs> By by the end of the by the end of the episode, it's gonna be like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Two point one, baby. what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Sabrina Begay, thank you for joining us, Culture Jam. How did Culture Jam um, come about? Well,
2: the original members of Culture Jam um, are our manager. Joe Perez and Johnny Gutierrez our guitarist, and our keyboardist Michael Garrick. And they started out as the Texas Alley Cats. So, if anybody's familiar with the Texas Alley Cats, they had already been around probably five, six years ago. And um, I guess they decided they were going to change like the whole dynamic of like you know their audience and the market they wanted to hit, and so. Um, band members changed, the music changed and they became culture jam. And that was about three years ago. And, um, they originally had another singer and I was just her fill in starting last year. And eventually she ended up leaving the band, um, along with their drummer. And then Gino Macias, who's our new drummer. And then myself, we came in. So we've now been with the band for about a year.
0: Damn. Did she leave the band or you were just better? You got to ask the guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? It's so cool about the band because you were telling me about it when we met. And, you know, I was trying to picture it, but not a full picture was because I was still st- super nervous, you know, go up on stage. And that's what I was asking. you. I was like, are you nervous? And I want to talk about that in a little bit about uh your national anthem and you know me being up there but uh, but um so when I went when I got home and I looked you up and I was looking at a culture jam I, I saw what you meant by not just a cover band like yes you guys are cover band but you guys I don't think I've ever seen a cover band do a variety of different musics and genres I always see like one cover band, we're covering just one band or we're covering just one genre, but not you guys. You guys are are down to do all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. Is that difficult to like learn all kinds of music or does it just come naturally?
2: That comes naturally for me because I grew up listening to all kinds of music in my house. I mean, like my brother was always listening to soul and and R&B. But then you had my sister who was listening to pop music and then my other sister was listening to Tejano. And so I just, I grew up listening to everything. And then my mother was a huge George Strait, Randy Travis, you know, I was Reba McIntyre fan. So I grew up learning everything. And that's one of the things that attracted Culture Jam to me because I already had a background in like these different types of music and like they knew, Hey, you know, we can sell ourselves, as a true variety band, and that's exactly how we sell ourselves on our website. So like for instance, if you want to hire us for your event, we'll send you to our website and there's basically a menu we call it our menu, and you can choose what you want to hear for the evening. If you want at the Hano Band that night we'll be at the Hano Band. You want to pop in R b we'll be popping R& b country, you know, and that's how we've been selling ourselves and we've been booking a lot more private events because we're able to kind of conform to whatever it is your event is. So, yeah, I, I, that's, that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. And I think that's important too. I mean, you got to have that wide variety and still allow kind of people to, to pick what they Mm -hmm. want to hear. You know, I'm sure we've all been there. You go to a show or something or a, you know, county fair or something. They have a cover band that's just, you know, they have, one type of music, and it's it's good, but you know after a while it gets kind of redundant you know, just yeah. This, yeah redundant, just same over and over, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> they were they're they're good
0: Are, mm-hmm. do you guys ever get to like mix it up within a show like oh right now you're Tejano now then you're doing pop, uh and then you switch it up back to Tejano or something else
2: the whole show we're mixing it up, so. Oh, okay. One of our regular shows, we have a residency at um, Fat-Ass Ranch and Winery in Fredericksburg. And so we do three sets every single uh, time we play there. So once a month, we know we're going to do three sets. And we mix it up as much as possible because you have people coming in from all over the country. You have people coming in from all over Texas. And you never know because these buses are coming in every hour on the hour. And you've got all different types of people from all different types of backgrounds. And so we constantly have to keep country and rock and pop and Tejano on rotation. Show you come to every set is going to be a complete variety.
0: Nice. And shout out FedEx Ranch. I'm a fan. Um, When are you guys there?
2: Every third Saturday of the month. And we throw the biggest party in Fredericksburg. I mean, people drive to Fredericksburg every third Saturday of the month just to go party with the culture jam. Cause it right. really is the biggest party in, in Fredericksburg.
0: It's That's a awesome. great
2: time. If you've never been out there.
0: I love Fatass ranch. I love their, I love their wines. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's always a funny name, obviously. Um, yeah. That so, one caught
1: me by surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, yeah. So actually, you know, we get, um, a shipment almost every month or every other month from Fadas Ranch uh, Winery. So I think next time out, we're just going to have to go pick it up and check you guys out. Absolutely. Let's talk about the MC National Anthem uh, thing. So when we first met, um, I hope I didn't make like a weird impression. I probably did. Um, But I was super nervous and I was asking you, do you ever get nervous, especially being the National Anthem? And you're like, well, I just get into, uh, you know, I, I focus. Uh, of course, I'm nervous. Uh, and, and so I was kind of like telling you about uh, me being nervous. And I get up there and I was, at first I was kind of, you know, I was nervous, but it was it was going away as soon as I was talking and I was getting in a groove. And I bring you on and, you know, you did amazing, but you, you messed up, right? <laughs> and I don't blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I blamed the guy, the pastor that was on the end, uh, loud as possible, uh, uh, singing. And I don't think he was on the right or he wasn't. He was like going ahead or something because I could hear you and I could hear him. And even I did this move, like, what's going on? <laughs> and then I look at you I'm and you kind of <laughs> caught
2: that. I'm glad you caught that because when I got off the stage and my husband's like, what happened? And I was telling him, I said, I could hear somebody singing it a line ahead of me in my ear I said and that threw me off and I was like nobody's gonna believe that yeah right they were like "Yeah, okay yeah sure you know but really that's what threw me off I was like and I didn't know if it was you or it was him and I'm like oh my god no he didn't you know
0: imagine if it was me the whole time
2: I thought it was you
0: really Is that why you didn't talk to me afterwards? It's like this motherfucker. <laughs> Spo- spoiler oh, alert! No, him. he did <laughs> No, I was there trying to pretend like I don't, I don't know what to do because I was at first I was like this obviously, and then I look around, nobody else is, and I was like, do we do we just stand still? What are we doing? And then I'm hearing everything. I go, is this guy's messing. This is guy. For me, I was saying this guy's like ruining me listening to you. Uh, but then I heard you mess up and you looked over and, and I kind of wanted to do this move. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I've uh, A lot of
1: stuff going on, George.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was too much going on in my head. And then I just knew I didn't want to be blamed for that. I was like, I wanted to be like, oh, that guy over here.
2: I was nervous enough. Like I told you, the night before we had a gig till almost midnight well, it was midnight. It was past midnight. We were in Chavano Park doing a private Halloween event. And I mean, all of us had just gotten out of work and we went straight to the event. And I mean, we're loading our equipment and this girl, she had this huge backyard and we had to go down these stairs and up these stairs and to her backyard and by her basketball court and then set up our lights and set up everything. And I mean, we're in costumes, in wigs, makeup, we're exhausted. And by the time we get out of there, I told the guys, you know, normally I help them tear down and I said, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to be that singer because singers have that <laughs> reputation of being the ones that, okay, I'm going to grab my mic. I'm out, you know, well, I usually do help the guys. And I said, I got to sing the national anthem tomorrow. And they were like, it's cool. Go home, whatever. I literally had like maybe four and a half hours of sleep. And then I was up and cause I live in Alamo ranch. And then to make that little hike all the way over there to, where were we in Ooh. Selma? Soma. Yeah. Yes. I was like, Oh
0: my gosh. Hey, are we just
1: going to blow past the fact, we're just going to blow past the fact that she said she had to go through somebody's basketball court to get to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's that fancy area over there, man. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I lived in
1: bad sections of San Antonio when I did live there. So like my, the apartment complex I had, my first time living in San Antonio was featured on that show, the first Forty Eight. So (laughs) I was in my, I'm in my living room watching the TV and I'm like, oh, cool. The first 48, they're in San Antonio. Maybe I'll recognize something like, wait, I know that building. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. My, my basketball court growing up was, uh, one of those, uh, water weighted basketball hoops on the street. And then you have to stop every time a car passes by. (laughs) <laughs> are you trying to shoot over the car
1: and <laughs> we, we didn't even have it out ours was in the driveway but we had all the mesquite trees and stuff you know because that's all that's down in south texas that you know trying to like shoot and you hit the limb and it's like oh foul fault
0: <laughs> speaking of texas and where we're from uh i don't think i've ever met anyone from the actual panhandle and that, is that that's where you're from right sabrina That's correct. Yes. This is the first time I can comfortably or confidently say I've met someone from the panhandle. Usually those are different kind of Texans, like mostly Oklahomans. (laughs) Well,
2: I'm from the tippy, tippy, tippy top. If you're looking at the panhandle, I'm in that little corner before you cross over into New Mexico. I literally grew up on the border. So it was like By day, yeah, we lived and went to school in in Texas, but by night we did all of our shopping and everything else going out to eat in New Mexico. I mean, that's how you grew up. And a lot of people that lived in um, Farwell, which is where I'm from, we all grew up with New Mexico driver's license because you did most of your business or your parents worked in New Mexico. And uh, wow. when I did beauty pageants in high school, I was running for Miss Border Town Queen. That
0: was
2: our big, <laughs> <laughs> that was our big title, Border Town Queen. You know, so that gives you an idea.
0: <laughs> well, we had a Border Town Queen where I'm from, but it was a different kind of a <laughs> drug. Yeah, <team>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> from a small border town where it was Texas and Mexico, Mexico, oh, old see. Mexico, as some of them would like to call or refer to it
1: okay okay um, kingsville you know in kingsville if you had a border town beauty contest it was it meant something completely different do we want to we- go there
0: <laughs> I kinda wanna, i'm interested in what arthur has going on in the in the kingsville area
1: it, it I, I mean, we're trying to stay like a PG show, at least. So, I, you know.
0: No, this is full <laughs> on, man. You can cuss up a storm. You can talk about whatever. We have all <laughs> kinds of topics in this podcast. <laughs> um, so, was it weird? Did you ever, like, consider yourself, oh, maybe I'm not te- Texan because I'm I'm mostly spending a lot of time in New Mexico or anything like that? Or you are like, no, nah, I'm full on Texan.
2: I think... In my household, it was very important to recognize that you were Texan because my dad was Tejano all the way. I mean, he grew up in El Valle, you know, but he just, when he met my mother, they decided to settle in the panhandle. My mom, she grew up in in Texas. And so it was always a big thing to consider yourself Tejano, you know, because New Mexicans were Manitos and we were Tejanos. And it was like, oh, you don't, don't ever marry a manito. You know, it was kind of that little thing. <laughs> it was very important to identify yourself as Tejano. So in, in my house, it was, you know, you listened to Tejano music and you went to Quintineras and you danced to Tejano music. And I mean, they wanted us to know our roots. But I'll tell you something that's very different. And this is one thing that I love about San Antonio is that like, you know, and, and times have changed too that we can be Hispanic and it's not a big deal. Like this, we are allowed to be who we are now. Where I grew up, it wasn't okay to be who you were, you see. And that's something that's very different about where I come from. I don't know if it's the same anymore. I mean, I see things um, are a little, a little different when I'm looking back at like if their school books and their, their annuals now, and I, I see their social media, it, it's a very different ballgame than when I was growing up. We weren't even allowed to speak Spanish in school. You know, if, if you spoke Spanish or if you even had a Latino last name, I mean, you were ridiculed for those things, you know. So that's one of the things I love about living here in San Antonio now is that I can raise my kids and they can be who they are, you know, and nobody makes fun of them or nobody, because, you know, everybody's something different, you know. And my kids, they're Native American and Latinos. So you can only imagine.
0: <laughs> oh, Native American and Latinos? That's yeah. that's cool. How how um, I don't know what the way good way to ask that, but like, what kind of like Native American heritage or? Because that
2: my husband's Navajo. He's one hundred percent Navajo.
0: Wow, it's that's cool. awesome.
1: Yeah,
2: <clears throat> yeah. So. When we do go back to New Mexico, they get to learn a little bit about where they're from. Like, you know, their grandparents do speak Navajo. They, they went to Navajo prep schools and wow. you know, they try to teach them a little bit about who they are. Um, cause my husband, he grew up in a very similar situation except on the other side of New Mexico. And he said it was the same thing that navajos were ridiculed for being navajo you know and it was like you weren't allowed to speak navajo in the school that he grew up in you know and it was like so that's how he and i connected because we're like oh my gosh very similar backgrounds you know but we were like when we have children it's going to be the complete opposite we're going to teach them to be proud of who they are and be who they are and who cares if anyone ridicules them for that because that's who you are
1: you know know, it's funny excuse me you know it's funny um all three of us growing up so different places but i kind of share a similar story to you sabrina growing up an hour south of corpus very very hispanic dominated society and growing up being white down there it was very similar it was you know bullying and being made fun of being beat up (laughs) uh you know stuff like that and you know my wife and i grew up down there together and she she had the the same kind of experience yeah. so you know it's it's good to be able to look back on those experiences seeing how things have changed yeah. but also holding on to those because it's a unique scenario a lot of times
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i grew up with it was predominantly mm-hmm. mexican but our as a was um you're either poor Mexican or rich Mexican. And if you're the poor Mexican, well, <laughs> we all know where you're from. <laughs> from, Texas. from Texas. You're from Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out like the the rich Mexicans uh, were the ones that were coming from Mexico and they had money. They could have been connected. We've never really were allowed to talk about
2: it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Until now, I think I still have some people on Facebook that, you know, might know me (laughs) Um, (laughs) no but yeah i've definitely is there is there a big culture or a navajo i don't know what is it culture tribe i don't know what it is but i don't want to ask it the wrong way but population there you go a big navajo population in the panhandle area
2: no not in the panhandle he and i met because um Near where I grew up, there's Cannon Air Force Base. And uh, after college, I had come home. um, I had a job assignment with um, a cosmetic company and we opened up a counter at Cannon Air Force Base. My husband actually was coming from Alaska. That was his last assignment. And they had brought him back to close down Cannon Air Force Base because originally that was what they wanted to do. And he and I just happened to meet. You know, we had both been in town a couple of weeks my job assignment brought me there, his job brought him there. And that's how we met. And so we ended up meeting his family and his family all actually lives in Albuquerque and Gallup and Farmington. That's where the entire Navajo nation is, you know, and he grew up like in Window Rock and, you know, that's where a lot of his family is. um, Arizona, you know, there's a huge, huge Navajo population. You know, when we go back home for Thanksgiving, my girls, we normally will take them onto the reservation so they can see where they come from and, You know, it's, it's really crazy to go into their grocery stores because everything on the walls, you know, it's almost like an H E V, but it's all in, in Navajo. Like everything is, is in their language. And that's so so awesome.
1: That is awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, and then another off topic question, I know we're here to talk about Sabrina and culture gem, (laughs) but this is too hard, too fast. And we get off the facts, uh, (laughs) In New Mexico, do the people that live in New Mexico refer to themselves as New Mexicans?
2: Um. Yeah, <laughs> overall, I think they do. Yeah, the ones I know, yeah, they're like, oh, I'm a Mexican, yeah, yeah. Not just Even the
0: brown people wives- I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, I, was, I still refer to myself as a new Mexican, you know?
1: Oh, but- I see. <laughs>
0: So would I be
1: like, if I was from New Mexico, would I be a New Mexican?
2: You would be a New Mexican. Yeah. Hey, you're close
0: enough to the Mexican culture, Arthur. You're kind of a New Mexican. (laughs) You're new to the (laughs) (laughs) Mexican. That's what what some of the, some of the guys that
1: grew up with in Kingsville, I, we would hang out and stuff and I would say something or do something. And they would look at me and be like, damn, that's way more Mexican than we are. Like.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Sabrina, when did you realize that you had a talent for singing?
2: Um, Probably since I was like three or four. You know, like I said, growing up, there was always music in my house. And my brother, my big brother, was like always encouraging me to like entertain and like dance. And, and I kind of was that little kid that at every family reunion or every Christmas, whatever, I had an uncle that would say, oh, do that do that dance or do that commercial or do that, you know, whatever. And I was, I was always like, okay, I'll do it. You know, that was me. And I mean, it was just something I always enjoyed doing, but I don't think I really knew that I could sing until I was probably like seven or eight. I did my first musical theater production, um, which that's my history. My background is musical theater. I went to college for musical theater and I mean, I worked with talent agencies doing musical theater stuff um, or related stuff in South Carolina and Dallas and, um, even overseas, I did some stuff. And I mean, I just, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. It was just something I always enjoyed doing, but it was then that I was like, wow, maybe this does sound good. Or maybe, you know, I could actually do this, but it was like in junior high when I had, um, my choir director tell me like, you know, you can make a living doing this, right? Did you know that you can actually go to school for this? And you're like, okay, wow. You know? Because coming from a small town like I did, there wasn't tons of opportunities. You know, it, yeah. it's not. You know, I never imagined that I'd be doing this on the weekends for money. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah,
0: it was yeah. too be like too crazy of a thought that somebody for could sure. actually, you know, for make sure. it, was it into the business. In my room something like for
2: fun, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, in front of the mirror. Did you do the mirror yeah. singing?
2: Putting on my Debbie Gibson, or yeah, that shows you how old I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't He's like,
1: who's Debbie Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> I had my sister is ten years older than me, so I'm very I, I know who Debbie Gibson. is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
2: okay, Paula Abdul, y'all y'all remember Paula Abdul? There you go, there you
0: go. Uh, who? She did that video
1: where she danced with a cat, right, or something? <laughs> yes.
0: No, no, I I know Paula Abdul, um, <laughs> but and also I brought up the mirror thing because I do that a lot, but. Trying to introduce the podcast, and I this this is what I do. And I still mess up everybody's intro, no matter how much I practice it. Maybe it's because I practice it too much, but I I don't know how many times I practiced in front of the mirror saying your name and saying Culture Jam, and then changing the intro up, and then seeing how I'm gonna introduce Arthur right in front of the mirror. And every time I change my voice, welcome back, welcome, welcome back, <laughs> and then I never <laughs> even use that voice. So I don't know why I do that. <laughs> It's just warming up the vocal cords though. You gotta, you know, you
1: go deep with it and then you gotta go real high and you find your balance.
0: (laughs) I guess so. It's something. (laughs) Oh man. So music theater, are you a fan of musical shows? Like in movies, musical movies? I don't know what they're called.
2: Most of them. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, most of them. Like uh, In the Heights was amazing. Like I, gosh, I can't even tell you. Like that was awesome. My husband and I, um we streamed that and we played it in the backyard. We put it on the big screen and invited neighbors over and whatever. And we just we had a big party this summer and just enjoyed that. And it was just, yeah, it was so great. I can't even tell you how many times I cried. It was just, it was awesome. I mean, I love seeing Latinos portrayed on the big screen first and foremost. So to me, that is just a big feat in itself. But then Yeah, sorry,
0: Arthur. It's our time now. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I'll be right <laughs> back.
0: Sorry,
2: Arthur. <laughs> Arthur you look like dino so you know
0: it's okay it's, it's the lighting in the room it's a, it's a little yeah, dark to the... um, yeah. it
2: was just it was so well done i mean and the dancing and the music it was it was it was really enjoyable yeah
0: i really love that I, oh i love that movie and i love musicals what i don't like too much is when there's a show that's on their final season and for some reason they feel like they need to do it. Now it's like becoming such a gimmicky thing. And yeah. like boom, they throw a musical in there. And yeah, I kind of, it just sounds, it's just, to me, it's not that good.
2: No.
1: Yeah. I actually, and I actually just watched a musical last night. <laughs> I watched Across the Universe. I love that movie. Oh,
2: that was great. Yeah.
0: I don't think yeah. I know. Is that new or is that an older movie? No, it's older,
1: it's, it's older but the whole movie is based on uh, Beatles music. Oh, And it's funny because if you watch it from the beginning, it starts out kind of very, you know, just traditional movie style with the Beatles music early on in their career by the middle to, you know, third part of the movie, when the Beatles kind of got into like some funky music, the movie gets real visual and with a lot of different visual effects. And then it finishes up kind of how they did on that rooftop, you know, um, I'm trying to think what was the song Get Back when they recorded it on the rooftop, the Beatles did. That's kind of how the movie ends. They're playing All You Need Is Love, but on a rooftop. So it's, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm going to have to check it out, but spoiler alert uh peter uh mccarthy has always been a fake mccarthy right is that a thing conspiracy theory? oh yeah. my god yeah yeah
1: <laughs> paul mccarthy McCartney's, he he died in a car accident
2: <laughs> let's not get started with that we can talk about like all day
1: <laughs> hey this is,
0: that's what we it's too hard too fast we don't have to have all i messed up that line look it's a line that's a part of the show and i already messed it up too hard too fast we don't check facts so so <laughs> Where's the real welcome, Paul McCartney?
1: Welcome back to the conspiracy section of Too <laughs> Hard Too Fast. <laughs> Do you believe that, Sabrina? I'm a Sabrina? believer
2: that he's the real thing. Like, I just think that was all a hoax. It was all... I I don't believe in the
1: conspiracy.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm not You a know, I believer honestly...
1: I honestly don't believe it either, but to this day, when they show him, I'm looking for, like, the scars where he had plastic surgery to look more like Paul, and I'm looking like... I know it's really him, but I'm still like,
0: I don't know. When when he's playing a show, that's when I get my thoughts like he sounds way too good. He's still you know moving too well. There's something fishy. <laughs> <laughs> and then YouTube just shuts it down. Shuts it down. <laughs> this is the end for too hard, too fast. Um, so Sabrina, um, what inspires you? when you're choosing your menu of music?
2: Well, it's a group decision. Like, I wish I could say that I just go, I want to do this and this and this and we do it, but (laughs) no. Um, There's a lot of research that's involved, to be honest. Um, We look at what's trending, uh, what people are actually playing at corporate events, uh, what people are asking for out of variety bands, you know? And so we have... um, Rolando uh, Guerrero, he is actually our bass player, but he also coordinates like our set lists and he makes a lot of the decisions about like, Hey guys, these are, this is what I found that was working and trending on YouTube top 10, you know, what do you think? And then we all vote on it. We have, um, at least once, maybe every, every two months we'll have like a group meeting and we discuss all these things. What are we going to add? What are we going to take away? What's working? What isn't working? So there's a lot of thought that goes into this.
1: I, I have a question and something I've always been curious about, and this will probably be the moment when YouTube shuts us down, but <laughs> <laughs> what is the process? So y'all, you know, a new song comes out, y'all want to do it. What is the process for, do you have to get the rights to it? Do you have to, is there anything you have to do like get permission or anything for, for songs? Or is it just kind of like, we're going to, we're going to do this song because we want to do this song
2: as long as we're not going to make a profit as far as recording or trying to release it, then, you know, we have free reign to just, you know, do our Mm. version, you know, of it. And, um, that's something that we do that's different from other bands as well. Like we might switch something up. Like we do a version of crazy by CeeLo green that is completely different than most bands will do, you know? Um, so we'll switch things up. We mash things up with other songs. Um, but no, as long as you're not putting it on YouTube and, and, you know, as long as you're putting that little disclaimer, you know, we do not own the rights to this music or,
0: <laughs> you know, whatever.
2: I mean, you're good to go, you know, and as long as we're Uh-oh. not trying to record it and sell the CD, like, yeah, that's, you know.
1: that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I will say from your, from your YouTube channel, I loved your rendition of Biddy Biddy Bum Bum.
2: Oh, thanks.
1: Thank yeah, you. it was it was really really good. I really liked it. Thank you,
2: Thank you so much.
0: Look at the guest co-host doing some <laughs> research. Love it. Um, so that was a that's a really good question because I I was thinking about that, but I was like I don't want to ask it if it gets people in trouble. But it's uh, it, it's thinking about that. It's because you know you have these YouTubers that sing covers mm-hmm. on YouTube. And they get, they still are able to put ads on their videos. Yeah. But you know, just for my own example from uh, the this podcast, I've had singers on here, and I use their music. But I, you know, obviously, I get permission for it. But um, I always run the risk of YouTube getting a copyright notification, and yeah. luckily, it hasn't happened. Um except for once, only one time. And I think I overdid it with how much music I put in. And, you know, they did a whole strike and I was like, but I have written permission. And I was like, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I am
1: I am currently banned from going on Facebook Live because of copyright claim for when I was at Disney World at the first part of October and the music.
0: Because uh, Disney will get everything out.
1: Oh, yeah. Which it was just me walking around with my gimbal with my phone just you know live so people because i made people write it's a small world with me because if i have to do it everybody else needs to do it too and um (laughs) yeah that was the one that that i got a thing saying now every time i look at videos and stuff it tells me like you're currently not allowed to go on facebook live like
0: until when uh, forever
1: it's 30 days
2: wow
0: yeah dang yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. That's horrible that they got you for that. Um, <laughs> um Sabrina, dang, now that's all I'm thinking is that it's uh, the the little song that's in my head now. Oh, don't do it. Don't no, do it. No, I can't. It, <laughs> ruined, it ruined the podcast. Uh,
1: <laughs> and fade out with that song. <laughs>
0: It, when you guys make a decision on the song, like which one you're going to choose, has there ever been a moment where um, maybe like somebody can't play a certain chord on that song or uh, someone can't hit the right key? Uh, what do you guys do in that instance?
2: Well, um, this is so funny that you bring this up because we ran into this. Um, we had a gig not too long ago that they requested nothing but top 40 modern hits And we do have quite a few modern hits that we've been working on throughout the last year. Um, And we wanted to add a couple of more, you know, modern songs, one being Maroon 5, Sugar. And so obviously as the lead singer, more than likely, I'm going to have to sing it because the only two singers we have are myself and the bass player. And he's like, well, I'm not singing it. And he's (laughs) like, hey, we're going to see if you can sing it. And so here we are. And we tried changing the key and it just didn't sound right. And so it was like, this just isn't gonna work. And so sometimes, yeah, even though we've put in like a week of practice or the guys have gone home to do their homework cause everyone does their homework at home. And then we come into the rehearsal and we see if we can, you know, knock it out. And if we can't, then we drop it, you know, and we move on. There's plenty of songs to do out there, you know? And, um, but there are some songs that we've changed the key on like some of the Bruno Mars that we do. Um, we've had to change the key because if I'm gonna do a three hour show, I'm not going to be able to do Bruno Mars treasure or locked out of heaven in his original key and then make it through all the Salinas and everything else that I'm doing. <laughs> these days. So, so yeah, it, it's all just a, it's a work in progress constantly, you know, and there are songs that maybe we've been doing for a while, that eventually we have to change the key because I'm like, Hey, I'm vocally exhausted today. You know, walking on sunshine. We do not do that in the original key, but a lot of people don't recognize it. So you know, I know
1: that song. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm, I'm so... I don't listen to the radio. It's all either Apple Music or whatever I'm using. I mean, I if somebody said, name a top 40 song. I mean, I'm wearing a Hank Jr. t-shirt. Like, I would have no idea anything in the top 40. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I knew that last song you said, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But how many or how often does somebody like request a song that you guys haven't had on your menu. And if you can't hit that, if you can't like change it up, you can't play it. What do you guys do? like, do this. I'm not, we're not doing it.
2: Oh yeah. We're not afraid to say no. Like it happens at the winery all the time. We have people go, Hey, do you know, Uh, they asked us if we did, um, Oh gosh, what was it? Funky cold Medina or something like that. Right. So we turned (laughs) around to each other and we're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we're like, but we do the other tone look one. Um, oh gosh, what's this other one? Wild thing. I don't know if you know wild thing,
0: but wild thing. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. So yes. We're
2: like, <laughs> I think we can throw wild thing together. You know, we've never done it as a as a group, and we just threw it together, and and you know, we were able to accommodate them without giving them exactly what they wanted. But we try to work with the guests as much as we can, but sometimes we just can't, and we tell them.
1: Sorry, we
2: don't know it. If
1: if you if you had to put a number on it, how many songs do you think are in your menu? Oh, that's I mean, sad. all genres. So everything that y'all could possibly do.
2: I think we have at least a hundred songs on our menu, um, or our master set list. There's at least a hundred. Yeah.
1: That's nice. awesome. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, because these. These guys, like I said, three of them have been playing together for over five years, you know, and then um, Rolando, the guy that I told you, the bass player, um, he came in and joined them about two and a half years ago. And he played with a cover band for 23 years in Los Angeles. So this guy's a pro. I mean, he already knew most of everything that they have been doing. Gino, um, same thing. He's been playing for years. All these guys, they're just amazing musicians. You know, so basically it comes down to me, whether or not I can sing it in the right key or if I can learn it most of the time I can, you know, I'm like, I don't know that song, but okay, I'll learn it, you know,
1: so I'll tell you the most impressive part is being like memorizing all of this stuff. I mean, I did eight years of band and, you know, we didn't have to memorize anything other than what the marching show was. And that was three songs Mm -hmm. and that was hard enough. I know the practice that it took to be able to do that. So to be able to know a hundred songs or more, to be able to do, you know, have access to like that, where it's not, not always what you have planned is what you're going to play to be able to just, Oh yeah. Okay. This is how it goes. Like that's impressive. I mean, that's, that's ridiculously impressive. Yeah. Well,
2: we're all pretty tight. You know, all of us take this seriously. I mean, And I'll tell you, you know, I've been at this about three years. I've only been doing this three years, like the whole band thing, live musician thing. Um, Again, coming from the theater background, this is a completely different, you know, world for me. And to come in and, and have these musicians and work with these musicians that they are, do they just have it together? Because it took me probably three or four different bands to find the right band. Yeah, I I was with another band for two years and, you know, there was just so many of us and not everyone always did their homework. You know, we were good, um, but we weren't as tight. And I don't think everyone was as dedicated as everyone is in this group. And that makes such a difference. You know, people have got to want the same thing. And that's so important. And we have this chemistry, like everyone genuinely likes each other. Like we love hanging out together and we love being around one another. And that makes such the hugest difference, you know? And my first year when I was here in San Antonio and looking for a band, I'm like, you know, cruising the scene and I'm trying out for all these different bands. And I literally saw drama go down, you know, guys are funny. Y'all are just (laughs) hilarious, you know, and y'all will argue about the funniest little things. And I'm just like, okay. And you know, this is a male dominated, you know, industry. And so you're usually the only girl in the room and and you're sitting back going, um, um, and they're like, what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, I'm not going to take sides here, you know? (laughs) I don't have to do that with culture jam. I don't have to like, we're all on the same side.
0: That's good. All of you have the same equal part of, and and making the decisions.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: How how often do you guys come together to practice? Every Monday. Okay. Nice. Every every other day you guys are just working on your own stuff and then you just put it together at rehearsal.
2: Absolutely. And then, um, we're gigging probably once to twice a week, you know? So, yeah.
1: Did y'all, did y'all have any big issues during 2020 with COVID and everything? Did it kind of put a, just an immediate hold on what y'all were doing or did y'all manage to, to still be able to do stuff?
2: this was one of the only bands. And again, in 2020, I was just getting to know them, but they were one of the only bands that continued to work throughout 2020. Like they, I I was watching them because I constantly was watching other bands, seeing what they were doing, you know, so I could kind of bring that back to the band I was with and they were just so consistent. I mean, they got out there, but they took precautions, you know, they were taking safety precautions and You know, they were trying to play outdoor venues, you know, so that they could social distance and, you know, you could see in some of their old videos and, um, you know, they were socially distancing on stage. And so I was like, these are the guys that I could play with, you know, I mean, they take this seriously, you know, and they still do. Everyone still carries their mask and make sure that like, if we're going to leave the stage, like we don't allow just anyone to approach us, you know. Um, we always have our hand sanitizers with us and everything, you know, like we're always still trying to take proper precautions, you know, and, and we stress that to everyone in the audience as well. Like, Hey, stay safe out there, you know,
1: but
2: yeah, they, they stayed consistent. They stayed busy throughout 2020.
1: That's good. That's good. Yeah. That was one thing. Cause I love live music and when everything got real bad, you know, a lot of, um, some of my favorite artists would go to like. Facebook Live or live on YouTube or something. Still doing shows where people could talk to them, could you know send a message and request songs and all of that. So it, it's funny. I think uh, I think when all is said and done, what's what came out of COVID is just the immense innovation of what what can be done. I mean, look what we're doing right now.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and you know that's something I was going to mention is that. Um, we're on a website called the bash and that's how we get a lot of our gigs, um, a lot of our private and corporate events. Um, and there's people constantly reaching out to us asking if we'll do like a private online event for 30 minutes or 15 minutes, you know, Hey, we'll throw you X amount of dollars. Will y'all just do a zoom event for us or, you know, a private event online, you know? And we're like, sometimes we're like, oh, okay, maybe, and then we're like, <laughs> no, you know, if the money's right. Okay. We'll do it. But,
0: yeah oh yeah for sure
1: (laughs) I think you I think with you know as great as it is to do zoom for stuff like that I think missing out on that audience reaction is hard because you know the song ends and it's like right uh, uh, yeah next (laughs) yeah you'll
0: see like the little hearts maybe pop up but (laughs) it's not the same as people going exactly (laughs) Yeah. yeah And even yeah, then, somebody like, gave us a frowny you. face. <laughs> so, yeah, Why are you angry? Uh, and yeah, you can't have somebody coming up to you going, play Maroon 5! Right, <laughs> right. Free bird. <laughs> How many times do you guys get free bird? Never, never
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like there's always some some drunk in the back on Freebird! Freebird! I'm that drunk. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Someone was going way too hard too fast. <laughs> Play Copperhead Road. Oh, I love that one. Um We do get right, that so...
2: requested a lot. Yeah.
0: Really? That one. Yeah.
2: But we we don't know it, so we're
1: like sorry. Yeah, no, there's actually a, a dance to it. Did y'all know that? No. I was DJing uh at a bar that I worked at in college station. I say DJing, I was just playing music on a computer it wasn't you know anything but um yeah i had this really drunk woman come up and she's like play the stomp song (laughs) the the what the stomp song the the stomp i don't know what that is she just kept repeating it i'm like look i didn't know it the first time i don't know it on the fourth time you're asking somebody finally said oh it's copperhead road why they call it the stomp song so i played it and i learned why they call it the stomp song (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really it's, cool. The dance is pretty interesting. And then yeah. I love when it ends. And like, at least in clubs or like dance halls, they'll turn off all the lights when it ends. And all you hear is boom, boom, boom. Like everybody from the dancing. It's so cool. Oh
2: my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy.
0: Well, Sabrina, we won't keep you too long. I think we're coming closer to the end. I uh, Before we get into this last question, very important last question that I forgot to warn you about.
2: Uh-oh.
0: Um, where can somebody book you, find your music or a culture jam music? And obviously we know if you're in the Fredericksburg area, Fredericksburg, Texas, check them out at Fat Ranch every third Thursday, <clears> uh, Saturday. No, every third Thursday, Saturday. Oh, <laughs> this this uh, Elvis peanut butter has been... Too working. hard,
1: too fast, George. Too hard, too fast. <laughs>
0: Every third Saturday of the month.
1: Every Um, third Saturday.
0: But where can somebody book you guys or check you guys out?
2: Y'all can check us out um, on Instagram or Facebook at Culture Jam SA. Or you can check out our website at www.culturejamband.com.
0: Nice. And now for this question Arthur, are you a fan of Too Hard, Too Fast? I am. Do you know the final question? Do you know the final question that we're supposed to ask our guest?
1: You know what? I? Well, it's been so long since I've heard a podcast. Now I just, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> Sabrina, what is your too hard, too fast story? A moment where you've gone either too hard, too fast on some uh, hotty toddies or <laughs> maybe something that happened on stage, cancel the national anthem, that moment, no. <laughs> or some words of wisdom that you want to share.
2: Oh my God. All right. I was a crazy little kid back in when I was in my 20s. So I had, I had a lot those hotty
0: of toddies.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: those was, hotty toddies.
1: Grandma hit those hotty toddies.
2: <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> this was, this was pre-hotty toddy days. This was, um, this was back when I used to, my favorite drink, because I love rum. You know, I love anything with rum. And I used to love, and I, I, I can't say the real name because it's the it's curse word. So can on they, here. I get oh, okay.
0: 100%. Arthur, a royal you're a Sox. motherfucker. I
2: remember royal <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait, what?
2: <laughs> royal Fox?
0: No, what is that?
2: Well, some people call it a Royal Flush. And it has like Grand Monnier and it has like um, rum and it has like uh, cherry grenadine and like, I don't know, all kinds of crap. Anyways, that used to be my favorite drink. So anytime I used to go out with my girlfriends, that's what we used to order. And I was just telling my husband this story the other day. This is so funny that you asked me this. <laughs> and so we're drinking somewhere out, you know, and me and my girlfriends, we had the tendency like back in the day, you know, we were super cute, you know, college girls. So we always had guys like buying us drinks, whatever. We had drinks coming from here, drinks coming from here. One night we had a few royal flushes and I woke up somewhere. I don't know where I was in the middle of the kitchen floor, but <laughs> <laughs> that's my too hard, too fast story. And I don't know the ending to it. So
0: uh, <laughs> not yeah. knowing is better than knowing sometimes.
2: <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I probably don't want to know. And I would ask my girlfriend, but uh, she doesn't even know where we were. So we just got up and we went home. So, yeah.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers yep. to Sabrina Brigay to Culture Jam. Arthur, thank you for being a good co-host. Guest Thanks co-host. for having appreciate me. Appreciate it. Oh. Thank
1: you, Sabrina.
2: Thank you, Arthur. Thank you, George.
1: Arthur, any
0: last words?
1: Um, again, thank you for, for having me. Um, check out my YouTube channel. It is The Rowdy Texan Abroad. Um, I do... I planned on it being kind of a little bit of everything, but so far I've got like four videos and three of them are me cooking food. Um, so I'm planning on doing one tonight, though, because I bought a Four pound bone in ribeye that I'm going to do tonight, so be checking that out. Um, yeah, that's it.
0: Good because not... it was good and kind of long. Uh, <laughs> 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 but you no, our, wrap our, it you, up you are a good you are a good cook. So those videos I've enjoyed uh, myself. Uh, but with that said, remember dare to be you, dare to be weird. my